Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 49 of the podcast. 47. It's 47. 47. Uh, 40. <laughs> Run it back, Harith. I know you're going to. All right, ready? Greetings and salutations, everybody. Welcome in today for episode 47 of the Pod Wands podcast. I am your host, Char Char J, joined by my co host, Luke. How is it going, everybody? How Hope you guys are doing great. Today, we'll be talking about season five, episodes two, three, four, and five of the Clone Wars a.k.a. the Onderon arc. This is a very interesting arc. We're going to be seeing some Saw Guerrero. We're going to be seeing some Hondo Anaka, Lux Bontiri, Steel Steela Guerrero, more Ahsoka, Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Rex. This is a fun arc. Uh, it's one of my personal favorites, and I'm excited to cover it today. Yeah. But we have some exciting news. Yes. Uh, we... Would you like me to announce it? or? Uh... Uh, I... Sure, go ahead. All right, so we have a new co-host joining us for the Pod Ones podcast. He has been a, a long-time viewer, editor, follower, trivia competitor, and most importantly, friend. Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce let's introduce our new co-host, Harris Productions. What's up? Also, I love how you're like cut it back, but it's like it's it's live char. I guess you guys yeah, are just yeah, yeah. We're not, we're not like... cutting anything. <laughs> it's like you guys are just in the memory of I like know. get cut yeah. it out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, Harith, my friend. Yes, welcome. welcome finally, we've we've it's, gotten it's you official. into the fold. We've gotten you to the fold. Um, uh, tell us a little bit about the transition and and kind of what the plans are for they fly now. Just, well, just so that we can be transparent and and not have it feel like you're leaving one for the other. I am not leaving one for the other. I just wanted to put that transparent out there right now. They fly now, switching from live to pre-recorded, starting in July. But I thought it'd be easier to make the transition now to switch to live for Pod Wands every Thursday. So officially, we are now a triad. Sorry, I guess the triad yes. and the dyad. Yep. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so from here on out, <laughs> Harith will be joining us for our Clone Wars rewatch. And further live episodes and and reactions and yeah. mm-hmm. and and he's just going to be part of the gang now and uh, we're very 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 happy to uh, have him on. He's done a lot of things behind the scenes for us, so it just seemed natural to add him into the fold. So couldn't be happier. Yeah, had nothing. No one has been a bigger part of the Pop Ones podcast than Harith has done for us. So I've been here uh, since I'm, season one. It's 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 yeah. It's, it's that's true. It's, it's actually. It's it's a big honor for us to bring you in and have you be a co-host with us. So, thank you. All right. Now that we've gotten some housekeeping out of the way, let's uh let's let's get let's get into it. Never was made it as Obi-Wan's battle. You might make it as mine. And we're back. <laughs> All right. So, Per usual, I like to bring in the returning guests first and then the new guests afterwards. Absolutely. All right. Absolutely. So our first returning guest 
She is a big part of the Pod Ones podcast. Uh, she was one of our judges during the Star Wars trivia tournament that we have been doing. And she is on here to talk about some Onderon. So let's bring in Alanis at Nata Kyber. Hi, besties. Hi. <laughs> How you doing? Hi. How is everyone? I'm excited. I am excited too. I'm excited to talk about this arc specifically. Yeah. It's like it's a good one. Who, who doesn't like Onderon? And right. Alanis, where, where can the good people find you on the social medias? Um, so you can find me at Nata Kyber on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, if you want to see me be serious and not talk about wanting uh, Thrawn to rail me, um, <laughs> you <laughs> off to a great start. Always. Um, right, now you this can... has became a PG thirteen show. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow. So if you're under the age at... of thirteen, get out of here. Get out. <laughs> Go to bed. Go to bed. Go to sleep. Um, Yeah, you can follow my teacher account, um, which is at Discovering the Galaxy on TikTok. Um, I do teach a Star Wars elective, so that's fun. (laughs) Sorry, I'm live on TikTok. (laughs) All right, anyways. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Remy said, Pharaoh Remy, I'm live on TikTok as well. She said the Queen Alanis. Remy, I love you. Remy, go hop over on the YouTube. Hang out with us there. Don't hang out here with me and just me. Just yeah. me? Yeah, it, it's not. It's not fun. Uh, everybody in the chat. Xcore gamer skills. <gasps> Xcore, buddy. He's alive. Good to see I've you. I've not bro. heard from Xcore in a long time. Uh, Darth Man eighty six or Kenny. Always appreciate the love. Uh, like the stream, please. It would help the podcast immensely. Xcore, I hope that beard is still looking long and beautiful as always. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, all right, Star Wars lawyer. We're finding love in all the oh, <laughs> We're finding love in Onderon places. Love it. I love it. Um, and yeah, Charv, go ahead. Sorry. All right. So our second returning guest for today's show, she is a was a competitor for our Star Wars trivia tournament. Uh, she came in. I'd say third you can't place. Say. Yeah. No, no, the 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 semi the the semifinal match is already out. I know. Yeah, but you um, can't say anything about the the yeah. Yeah, no, 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 no. She, no. So she was a big part of this Star Wars trivia tournament. She has been on many, many arcs before, including uh, Blue Shadow Virus. Uh, please yes. welcome in Kier at Mandalorian. Hi, hello again. One of my favorite Kier people to talk to in all the Star Wars TikTok community. You guys are all awesome. Good to see uh, you. Kira, where can the good people follow you? Uh, I'm mostly on TikTok. Mandalorian, but also on Instagram. Awesome, awesome, yeah. awesome. Ready to talk some Onderon? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite arts as well, so I'm, I'm really excited. There we go. There we go. And Char, bring in the newbie. All right, so our new guest today, um, he's... Uh, coming into the Pod Ones podcast for the very first time. I don't think he's ever been on any roundtables, reactions, or the Clone Nothing. Wars show. Um, Luke got something very special from him at Star Wars Celebration that yes, gave him access to a very special event. All right, yes. so let's bring in Nick at Codename Fulcrum. Nick. Hello there. Greetings, everybody. Nick, how hey. is it going? Uh, we're going, going great. Where can the good people follow you on the social medias? Uh, well, we've got the TikTok uh, handle, I guess, is over there. The codename underscore Fulcrum uh, on Instagram. It's 
Nick underscore codename underscore Fulcrum, all the underscores. Um, but yeah, those are my two like Star Warsy things. No, oh, yeah, absolutely. And the thing that uh, Char was alluding to was uh, he was able, he was so gracious enough to give me a wristband because he had gotten into uh, the celebration stage, right, Nick? Yeah. For, for the Thursday show. Yeah, I was like um, 10 feet away from Tamura it, during the whole thing. It was what? kind of crazy. Yeah. So um, he, I met, he was messaging people in the Discord server that we had. And he was like, all right, I got an extra wristband. Who wants it? And everybody was pinging me. Like, yep. like, like my, Discord, were, yeah. my, my Discord, my Discord was not working. Like it was, it wasn't working. We were. I, I remember because we were in the middle of a panel. I was like, "Luke, DM well, him during, now." So it was during. So it was during uh, Chaco's appearance with. Uh, I can't remember their podcast. I'm gonna sound like a real asshole for not remembering, <laughs> but I don't remember it. Sorry. Uh, it was a book. They're from Canada. That's all I know. They're a couple. That. I'm sorry. Um. So. Uh. Like. Uh, the like everybody was like the first the first thing that people were saying. Uh, Hayden, you in live stage now. And second was Luke, go me, go, you gotta DM him. I DM'd him and he was like, I'm over by the food truck. And I was like, okay. But I thought he was at the other one. So I ran all the way down from the fountain, all the way down to the other section, wasn't there. Found out that there was other trucks uh, parked right in front of the fountain, which I don't know why I didn't see that. But I ran, I ran as fast as I could, ran into the Demolantas uh, from the Schmodown. Uh, and, uh, I, he, I met up with Nick, he gave me the, the bracelet and I was able to see, uh, I, I was able to go to the world premiere of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, so I did, I did only see the first episode and we'll get kind of into celebration a little bit later and, and, and we'll have some fun here. Unfortunately, wasn't able to because she got COVID unfortunately, but, That's but okay. it, you, you were sorely missed that I can tell you that right now. Uh, I we did have streams. I'll be the outside perspective. You know, we, for everybody we, else who has FOMO. I yeah, can <laughs> we had a we had a lot of fun, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get into it after the after the episode. But first of all, Brooke underscore Dazzler, uh, we've got to do our spiel. Far far away factory chart. Take it away. All right. So Brooke runs a clothing. Uh, sticker she manufactures a bunch of different cool apparel whether it be marvel dc um star wars everything she makes great content great clothing and you can also find her stuff at her etsy page aka far far away factory you can look at the website at farfarawayfactory.com where you can find all of her cool stuff that is already existing and new ones that will be coming in the future you can follow her on tiktok at bdazzler and on instagram at far far away factory get your stuff she makes great, great she, apparel. She so. made my custom Jordans that I wore for celebration. She does a lot of custom stuff. And she also made it. She she had a little article written about her. So go check that out. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's Comic, awesome. Comicbook.com. Uh, they they, they, they uh, made an article about her uh, Vigilorian uh, cosplay that she did at celebration. So. And James Gunn retweeted her. Yep. About yeah, it. we were actually at the beach that night when it man. when it when it happened. Actually, that was a good 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 time. Luke, I'm actually kind of honored that you let me uh, talk about uh, the uh, talk about Far Far Away Factory because usually it's you that addresses it. No, but, you know, you know. All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> anyway, so 
are you guys ready to kick off the first episode of this arc? Yeah, unless we're talking Let's about the it. Ron Railing trilogy. <laughs> oh, no. He's always with me at all points in time. Oh my god. I love how Atlantis both have our copies of Lesser Evil. We were on like Satan. Well, this is where Liberty dies with thunderous applause. Anyway. Uh, light. Man. Anyway. All right. This is going to go well. This is going to go very well. We're already 12 minutes in, and I'm already shaking my head at Atlantis. That. That usually is not very hard to do. That's a record. That's a record. That that might be actually true. All right. So we are talking episode. Is it really 48 or is it 47? 47. I'm literally looking. It it is 47. Yes. Okay. 45 was Asajj. 46 was the ascent. uh, The mall. um, Okay. Was it a mall ascension? But I'm just making sure. All right. So episode 47, the honor on arc. So the way we already we start these. Um, is that we do an icebreaker question. Okay, so here's the icebreaker question. Uh, if you were on Onderon during this time of the arc, of this arc, what role do you think you'd play within the Rebellion? And would you even be a part of it? We'll start with, you know what? We'll, we'll start with Harith first, being the new co-host. We'll, we'll kind of get his takes on things. Honestly, I, I don't really think I would really participate, to be honest. Like, Unless like it was like really drafted like by the Republic to Onderon and like help serve, like maybe it would be kind of like that Anakin Obi Wan role of like the stereotypical let's help them out and like get them to like train themselves to fight. But honestly, besides that, I really don't think I would serve that much of a role. Harith, would you be that guy that got his identification card that failed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your identification failed. He's like, that's impossible. What I'm did I do? <laughs> <laughs> that's now that's good. That's good. Uh, Nick, you go next. Yeah, I would. I would definitely be a part of the rebellion, and uh, I would definitely be one of the leaders because I do not well do well at uh, working for people. I always like to be in charge. So, um, yeah, I'd I'd kind of want to be at the forefront of that. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, we'll go, Alanis. <laughs> I'm just going to be completely honest here. Um, whatever side gives me the best opportunities. Love the honesty. Like, wow. I, I really wow. got to be real here. Wow. I, wow. I, okay. I love, we see I, how it is. Little Hondo mentality there. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, love, I love success. So, you know, if the Rebels are going to give me some success, I'm going to go that way. But, I mean, unfortunately, if, you know, the King's like, hey, bestie. Would you like your own castle? I'm like, I would love to be royalty. Please <laughs> sign me up. I may not align with any of your morals, but I All do right. look good in a crown. All so, right. well, <laughs> that and that and that's literally how. Um... <laughs> Fourteen minutes in, chaos. All right. Well, well, if we lose her, it's it's because of the storms, not because of me booting her. So, let's just make yeah, that honestly, very clear. you should change your TikTok handle to not a chaos. Yes. Uh. Because like you know, it's like you are chaos, but it's like 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. How long was Neil Armstrong actually on the moon? When did Europe start speaking English? Did Marco Polo really go to China? Curiosity Stream is the streaming service for all things history, plus science, wildlife, and more. What's the real story behind the Mona Lisa? We've got that. What caused the collapse of Rome? We know. Where did we find mankind's earliest ancestor? Come find out. For the holidays, get the gift of curiosity with 25% off gift cards for your curious cohorts. It's holiday shopping season at curiositystream.com slash gift. Like you don't expect chaos. And, and chaos is a ladder. <laughs> anyway, we don't like Littlefinger here. We're a non-Littlefinger podcast. Uh, <laughs> uh, Kier, uh, yeah. finally, anyway. finally get finally to get to uh, Kier, uh, what, would you join? I would probably be like a bartender who like had like a secret key to get to like I don't want to do Kenobi spoilers but I think if you've seen the third episode you know what I'm talking about oh we're gonna mm-hmm. get we're gonna get d- deep into that later so don't if y'all haven't seen Kenobi leave the fuck now because like, <laughs> I, I'm I'm just well, gonna be honest doing? right here yeah just yeah right, you're just, a daily what are you doing, what are you doing? yeah what yeah like I would have the key to the path and I'd be like all right, here, you know, I know some people. Here's the coordinates or whatever. Like, I would be involved, but not like. Okay. I respect that. I respect yeah. that. Well, this is how right. I'm getting my drinks. There you awesome. go. Yeah. Hey, we all get free drinks if we go to Kier's Bar. That's right. Mm. <laughs> That's a W. All right, Char. Let's get into it. All right. So, the first episode of this arc, episode two, season five, titled A War on Two Fronts. All right. Separatist takeover complete. Another Republic planet has fallen. Onderon has seceded to the Confederacy of Independent Systems under the rule of a new king. However, a small band of rebels has taken refuge deep within the vast and savage wilderness. From an abandoned outpost, they plot to take back the heavily fortified capital city of Isis and end the Separatist occupation. Very nice, Char. And you, know what the, you know what the good thing is too is Harris, my biggest critic on those plot summary readings. Oh, what now is... we get to hear him say, "Oh, I yeah, this, this could be nice. a segment of its own." <laughs> what you mean? I would give it a a good two point five. You know, it's not your best, it's not your worst. It's out of five or out of ten? Out of five. Oh, okay. All right, all right, all right. Whoa. Two point five. You know, it's kind of man. That was rough. That was that could have been really, really bad. <laughs> so that's a five out of ten. So that's an F. Okay, thanks. <laughs> all right well you guys step right. up your game anyway. now if it was Gilford godfrey it would have been a 10 out of 10. Hey, you know but, Gilford yeah, godfrey yeah, I, yeah, I want to rough yeah, anyway anyway char you want to ask the first question certainly i will so the first question out of the typical three two to three questions that we ask per episode is so the moral of this episode let me let me clarify that so the moral for this episode is fear is a malleable weapon and I think that is a very important part of this arc just because of how the separatists think or how King Rash uses fear as as a means to his own like success and also self-gratification um, and how he's able to get this, gain the sight of Dooku. Um, 
but you see that a lot during this arc. And so the first question is, by choosing to help train a group of civilians, the Jedi both follow and contradict their own morals. How do you think this shows the progression of the Jedi Order at this point in the war? Anyone can go ahead and uh, take the reins. I'll jump in. Um, I think what is interesting about this arc, it is very like Dark Disciple-esque in mm -hmm. the sense that like, this is kind of where the Jedi really are kind of starting to veer. Um, they're still kind of trying to hold on to that last shred of like their morality and who they are, but they're like, yo, we got to win this. So I think it's really interesting that they choose to go this route because they're kind of choosing that kind of like in-between gray area of, okay, we're still Jedi and we still want to help, but we still do kind of need to win this war and we still need to kind of end it now before things, you know, get worse. Mm -hmm. That's that's very true. I mean, dark. I'm, I'm rereading Dark Disciple at the perfect time because obviously what happens in episode three of Kenobi, I... I uh, specifically dark no, i think no we're gonna spoilers we discussed I, this already <laughs> i know i'm not getting into spoilers not until later but all i'm saying is is that there's gonna be a lot of things taken from that book that are gonna be mentioned here in the show i guarantee it that's all i'm gonna say Kier, your thoughts yeah i mean it kind of i don't know you know star wars has roots in like real life war in history right yes, so it kind right. of reminds me a bit of like the cuban missile crisis or you know list uh, i don't want to get political, but like a lot of areas where america has covertly kind of been part of it but not been part of it afghanistan mm -hmm. 1960s and 70s we yeah. caused our own enemy yeah love go. that love that part of history baby <laughs> yeah well you know it, it's it's gray and the jedi for being so black and white are saying they're so black and white it's telling, like Alana said, either kind of at this point in the war where it's like, okay, well, what can we do to kind of like loophole around it? And it's tough, you know, whether that's right, whether that's wrong. I'm glad I don't have to make those decisions. But yeah, not wrong, not wrong. Nick, your thoughts? Yeah, I think I think gray is kind of the best way to put it because like they're not really so much in the light anymore. So like now, now things are getting skewed, and like as the episodes move on, you kind of that kind of uh, pops out a little bit. I think one of my favorite things in the beginning of this though, is like Anakin is like largely responsible for starting the rebellion. Like 20 years later, it's like, oops. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it's like, Oh yeah, no, I kind of started that. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's, that's the, the big political thing is that like the original star Wars, George Lucas based on the Vietnam war. Yep. And like the, the U.S. Mm -hmm. being the empire and stuff like that. And this is really reflecting uh, that aspect and and uh, hard to know, like, what's good, what's bad and and who's on the right side. No, yeah, absolutely. I think it's in, it's insane to look at the real life things like just like I just talked about, like what we we created our own enemy 20 years later. No, 40 years later. Um, and uh, it just goes to show you that that it that that this is a galaxy far, far away, but there are a lot of elements that are real life. Um, mm -hmm. and it is very important to remember that as we watch some of these things. You know what I mean? Um, but I I, I really this is a very underrated arc for me because it's oh. it, it is steeped in a, in a lot of Beautiful. history, 
Onderon in in Legends is a very important planet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, obviously, Lux the Bonteris are are were representatives of Onderon, so that's big importance right there. Um, but I really didn't. I, I I enjoyed this arc a lot, so I'm really glad that we're we're, we're talking about it. Char, your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Onderon is one of my favorite arcs, especially when I saw it as a kid <clears throat> and seeing Saw Gerrera for the first time. I was like, this guy has got some sassiness towards Lux, yeah. but he's also it's like that that brotherly love thing where it's like you want them both to succeed, but at the same time you guys are struggling, so you guys kind of like like you know bang heads, and and then once time comes, you'll get to mesh better. And you get to understand that there's one person that does some things better than the other. Like how Saw says that, remember, this is a war senator. You can't, you, this, you know, it's, this is not like a, a, a world of politics we're dealing with here because uh, the politics have failed us. So the dynamic between those two is so cool. And I love the energy that Ahsoka has when um, Lux is around with Stila. Cause it's like, we all know that what's going on in Ahsoka's head. Ahsoka has like that, that energy. Um, of like, I want to be in that position, but I'm a Jedi. I have to stick with my duties because there is a separatist occupation mm-hmm. going on. I and um, what Anakin tells um, Ahsoka in the, the later episodes in the arc was like really cool, because yeah. when Ahsoka was like, "You understand what I'm feeling?" You know, he was like, "Yeah, I do." And it's like, you know, we all know what uh Anakin's been doing or behind the scenes, quote unquote. Um, yeah. and I love that um everyone just comes together and works to fight against the same cause that the Republic has been fighting for years. And also these band of rebels that think they can take down this whole entire army. It's, I just find it to be so courageous, especially with having very, very little odds of success. And especially with the, the King, the the quote unquote new King of Onderon, King rash is trying to pull these strings and trying to, like be so self-centered and confident that the rebels can't do anything. And I love how they're being called terrorists. Cause that's exactly what the empire called the rebellion, <laughs> because it's yeah. like that certain point of view where yep. if, if they're the, the, the greater power, if there's anything that's done against them, that's bad. They'll be seen that as terrorism rather than, you know, yeah. heroism, you know? No. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I love mm-hmm. that point of view. Um, Real quick, we're going to circle back a little bit. Um, uh, there were some people that hopped in the chat that I had missed. Uh, ben, Ben underscore Skywalker, thank you. We've got to have you on sometime. I've been meaning to reach out to you. Uh, Obi-Shawn Kenobi, who is going to be on next week, uh, talking about the younglings. Uh, Ooh, the that, gathering, yes. Yeah, with, Ooh, with Brooke. With that, Brooke. that aged like, nice. greatly. Yeah, that yes, was. yes, yes, absolutely. Uh Escape Reality Films. Thank you for always coming Caleb. And supporting. Caleb, appreciate yeah. it, man. Appreciate it. Chat time. Buddy. Always good to see you. Um, let's we see. We also have Cal. Cal Ford just joined as well. Cal, thank you so much. Miss you so much. It was so great. Um uh, but yeah, that's 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 what we're working with. And, and oh, another inst- interesting comment here. Um, I think Anakin is also responsible for Saw's radical guerrilla warfare that we see later on, winning, mm. m- winning no matter the cost. Yes, yes, and I believe that is one of our questions later on. Um, but it is, it's, it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. So speaking of Anakin, 
Uh, Harris, I'm going to have you ask the next question. All right. Sorry, I'm trying to roll all the way down. No, you're good. The second bullet under. Yeah, second bullet under episode one. All right. While Anakin never wanted to be a teacher, this episode really highlights his strength in teaching those around him. What do you think charged within him once he became Vader? Do you think he ever really lost that drive to teach? Again, like like last time with an open panel, whoever mm. wants to take I, I I think um, because he kind of lost the selflessness when he became Vader and, and the selfishness and the power-hungry aspect took over, I think he's, like, he still had that teacher instinct, but as somebody he could help like surplant the emperor and and rule himself so it became more of a a power aspect than than a kind of a selfless teacher you're absolutely right there think about it nick if you if you pay attention to the 2017 uh vader comic specifically they start the inquisitorius and he's not teaching them out of the goodness of his heart he's doing it out of necessity and to also torture them basically you know he chops off limbs. He does all these things. Like that's different than teaching the way he is teaching these 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 rebels. You know, mm-hmm. he's teaching them how to survive. Yes, but he's also teaching them values, uh, like togetherness, everything like that. When it becomes Vader, it's all about survival. And for those that were at the tell uh, the tales of the Jedi, you get to see a point with Anakin training Ahsoka where you get that Vader moment of uh, it's it's amazing and we'll talk about that a little bit later I I, I won't go into try too again yeah again yeah. It, it yeah it it's very Vader-esque um, but not to the extremes that, that we're used to seeing Vader as well but mm-hmm. um, uh, Kira your thoughts yeah, I mean, I agree with you. I just keep thinking about by the time we get to Return of the Jedi or even Empire where he's with Luke, right? Because we don't see him. <laughs> I literally was about to say we don't see him chop his limb off. Yes, we do. Sorry, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, but but by Return of the Jedi, you know, he's clearly, I don't know, There's there's a change, right? And I know it's his son, so I know it's different, but... I would love to see more of that evolution or more of that breaking, more of the the struggle between the Anakin good teaching versus the Vader, like chopping off limbs part. We had a little mm-hmm. moment with Vader and Ahsoka in Rebels. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Like yeah. Where you see that glimpse, you know, I think that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, we couldn't have timed this any better. No, we couldn't. couldn't have timed this any better. Like, like literally, it, it's it's my ability to schedule things out like a year in advance and then have it like run into things. It's just amazing. It's the force. It is. It, 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 we willed it somehow. Yeah. All right, Alanis. Um. Yeah. Um, Char, go ahead. No, I was gonna say like you can pull up some of the comments in the uh, the chat. They're talking about it as well. Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Yeah, so Kenny uh, goes, no, teaching the Inquisitors took higher priority, but never actually, he never actually cared about them. That, that's exactly right. It, it was out of necessity. It wasn't that he wanted to do that. He had to do that, you know? Um, Remy, uh, I think we, uh, when we see a real glimpse of Vader wanting to really teach again is when he meets Luke. You're absolutely right. I, I would agree with that. Your skills are complete. <laughs> um, uh, Obi Sean Kenobi says he got that at, at Disney. <laughs> um, and my mortal enemy, Aiden talks. About Aiden <laughs> Dusty, the walker is here. Um, uh, you know, I did call you out last night. It wasn't. It wasn't on purpose. And I thought you were gonna come at me for for calling you out for not making content. You called me out for Denny's. You could have told us that you didn't have to go. You, you could have told us that you didn't want to go to Denny's, and I would have been okay with that. So Nick, if you're unaware of, of what happened, so I wasn't with them, but I was like told like what they were doing. So instead of like, so it was like in the morning before they would go to yeah. the celebration. Yeah. Um, they would go to Denny's and get burgers. <laughs> At like nine a.m. No, 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 no. Let me preference this. It was not. It was not me and Aiden. It was Bale, the British boy. Okay. Who got a cheeseburger every single morning. Yeah, but I mean, it's in a different time zone, so I guess <laughs> I, that's true. We'll give yeah. them that. I I'm guess. I'm just right? questioning why you get a cheeseburger at Denny's when In and Out is right there. I know, right? <laughs> we ended you, up. You were definitely Denny's not with the Californian then. That's basically what that means. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's gonna. It's it's. <laughs> Tread carefully, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So essentially, I think Luke insisted on everyone going to Denny's. When, I, uh, I wanted their hash browns. Their hash browns are are okay. It's not the but greatest. Luke, it is a group effort, not about you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I was tired. I was hangry. Get your hash browns to go. By the way. By the way. I feel like Aiden's about to have like a "I am what you made me" moment. <laughs> yeah. No, literally. No, no, he, no, yes. he, no. He literally yes. will. He will. He will. There were there were things me. on this trip that we learned about Aiden talk Star Wars topics that nobody will ever forget. <laughs> I can tell you that right. That. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh, believe me, I have footage. <laughs> um. Uh. <laughs> Cal. <laughs> Their hash browns uh, are okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, that, that's, that, yeah. That's that's pretty much Denny's. Yeah, that's. Oh that's no. Denny's in a nice X core is yeah. one of them. No. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Anyway. We lost X Core. Oh, no. Anyways, love you, bestie. X Core, I'm a big Pancakes fan. I'm sorry. Love it. Love it. Okay. All right. Uh, Alanis, your thoughts. Oh, God. I lost my train of thought. I lost my train of thought. Um, Thrawn? 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 You got Thrawn on the mind again? (laughs) Always on the mind. Oh, off the rails. (laughs) Yeah. So, wait. So, what are your thoughts on Vader's ability to teach or Anakin's? Anakin versus Vader's ability to teach. 
so as a teacher um i do see a lot of like myself and anakin in the sense that like i never like actually wanted to become a teacher like at all um much like how anakin um never really wanted to become a teacher but you as you are kind of thrown into it you find a love for it you find a love for you know your padawans or your students um and i think that is what was missing from vader is he didn't have that connection with who he was teaching so he lost like a huge part of himself so kind of where we kind of see anakin loving what he's doing and having a purpose and a goal vader didn't really have that so that's i think is the big switch no that's a good point absolutely and i mean in this episode we get the um uh we get the reveal of stila guerrera um she becomes she is the voice of the group where everybody thought saw was going to uh be the voice of the group and i found that really really interesting harris your thoughts real quick before we move on to the next episode well, I mean, everyone brought up really good points about like Anakin being a teacher because obviously with the Inquisitors, you have that whole interesting dynamic of him like when he becomes Vader and how he like goes to chop on people's limbs and like how he's kind of like had a stance off and like how he doesn't really want to do it, gets pushed into it again, kind of goes back to what Alana says of like you're kind of wanting to be a teacher when you get thrown into it, it just kind of happens. So like again, and I think it also just goes back to Anakin Vader are the same person because they have very similar moments. So. Again, I and mean, like the whole rebellion aspect of him teaching them to fight, coming back to haunt him back later on the the show because you know Saw Guerrera. So again, I thought there was all interesting points across the board. Yeah, Charlie, any other thoughts? Um, other than the fact that Vader teaching the Inquisitors is a lot more violent, while Anakin is very pleasant and he wants to make sure that the group is included and they are, you know, what Obi Wan says, a symbiont circle. Um, but they're, um, they want to, uh, Anakin is a very uplifting person, but he also wants to get jobs done. He he doesn't want to, he doesn't want to half, half ass anything. Um, but juxtaposed to Vader, it's, uh, vastly different. So those, that's my thoughts. Nice, nice, nice. Well, that rounds, that wraps it up for episode one. Uh, a war on two fronts. Uh, now, Char, episode two. Is it a short one? Is it a short No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think this is probably the longest plot right. reading I've ever had. All right. Um, you, you, you go ahead and. and this you is do like you, two boo-boo. paragraphs. You do you, boo boo. Time to do two times speed, Char. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, season five, episode three. No, two. The front. No, 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 no. I'm talking about in the, in oh, the actual oh, okay. gotcha, 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 yeah, gotcha. season sorry, five, sorry. episode three, front runners. All right. Jedi form Rebel Alliance. Led by Anakin Skywalker, the Jedi have trained a band of rebels to fight the Separatists on the planet Onderon. With the help of the Jedi, the rebels escaped capture and infiltrated the heavy fortified city of Isis. Now our heroes have launched an armed campaign to subvert the Separatist occupation of the planet. The Jedi Council continue to observe and advise as the Rebels strive to gain momentum against the Separatist forces. Despite the absence of civilian casualties, public fear has ensued as reports of the Rebels' daring strikes circulate throughout the city. Harith, what's the moral for this episode? <laughs> Sorry, you hit me the last. Like, my right. girl was flipping out, so I didn't hear what you said exactly. So, uh, the what's the moral 
of this episode. Again, I was sort of to the last second here. Uh so it says to seek something is to know the possibility. the possibility. Yeah. Um so the first question, I'll take it. And then we'll we'll just whatever, we'll just go with it. Uh so Ahsoka proves herself as a leader during this episode. Considering that we know that Ahsoka leaves the order soon after this arc, what does this mean for her character development? How is it, how is she showing herself as an individual rather than just a Jedi? Anybody can take the floor. I have a lot to say about Ahsoka. All right, here you go. There is a I know, but this is like the Ahsoka is like in this whole story arc. Um, well, I think it kind of jumps off of the uh, the first time that she meets Lux and that whole story arc with like Padme uh, and meeting with mm-hmm. the Separatists. Uh, she kind of sees that there's there's really more than one point of view with this. But uh, in dealing with this, she really starts to see the cracks in the Jedi Order in that she really thinks the Jedi, sh- like their whole role should be selfless in helping people. And then suddenly the Jedi can't. And the Jedi aren't allowed to. And there's there's these boundaries. And she's right there teaching them. She could help. She could uh, help these people's plight. But uh, all these rules, all these regulations, all the politics are getting in the way of that. And she she starts to really see that the Jedi aren't what they said they were all about. And she and that that really shines through in this. And the same types of things that she's having issues with here, you see at the end of season seven uh with with a lot of that one of the reasons why she never actually comes back to the jedi order is because they're mm. they, that that same issue with mandalore is uh happens here with uh Andron. so um i really i really see that she's starting to struggle with the jedi order um in that moment yeah that, 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 that that's that's totally true uh kier what are your thoughts yeah nick's right I also see Ahsoka as just being more of herself, like you said, like a leader. And it's exciting. I mean, you it's easy to compare her to like season one, but even season five or six Ahsoka, she's different. You know, you see you see that evolution, you see that growth, just as, as a person in general, just growing up. And I think it's clear that she's um just as when you grow up and you question your parents' morals or your parents' opinions or whatever, like she's starting to question and realizing maybe this isn't the right way, you know? Even if she's not saying that necessarily, her actions are speaking louder than her words in multiple episodes leading up to when she leaves the order. Okay. All right. No, yeah, I totally agree. That, that's 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 a good way to put it. And like both of you really nailed it down because I mean, it, they, we are getting closer and closer to the arc that Ahsoka ends up leaving the order. And she we see from season one all the way till now, her character development is just so vastly well done. And it's one of the only characters that I can really say in Star Wars has a great arc. In, in in a one series you know what i mean mm-hmm. she gets the um the the amount of detail and attention that not a lot of the characters in the movies got if that makes any sense mm-hmm. yeah, got... think... sorry no i think dave loves her so much <laughs> well yeah that's probably true too yeah but, i mean it's like y- y- this is why i love that we are getting series of things mm-hmm. and not movies of things because like i've always said 
Star Wars, in my opinion, is it should have always been a TV series. That's what it was written as. Um, he watched uh, Flash Gordon, Saturday morning cartoon, Saturday morning, uh, um, uh, like Batman. Like he's, he's, cereals, he's got all like, these. Yeah, serials. Thank Commando you. Commando Cody. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally <laughs> like it, it, Star Wars is made for episodic TV series. And the fact that we're finally getting it well done with Mando, Book of Boba Fett, um, uh, Kenobi now, um, Bad Batch, Clone Wars, just all of these things. I think it does so much that the movies couldn't do because you're 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 shoehorned to two hours and 30 minutes. That is the long that is the the span of a human and intention uh, um, attention span. And I feel like with everything that is longer like TV shows, you're able to get more stuff in, and you get this better character development. Yeah, shows flesh out uh, characters, story, and I'm glad that we're getting a lot of shows specifically onto singular characters. Oh, yeah, and, absolutely. And especially with Ahsoka, like you said, we're gonna be her story is nowhere near over. No, and we get more of her. In, we get her in Clone Wars. We get more mm-hmm. of her in Rebels. We get more of her in her own show, and uh, it's. And we can't even get more of her in Mandalorian. So it's like, there we can't get enough of Ahsoka. So, oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Lannis, your thoughts? I think the one of my favorite things about this arc is I think we see the first glimpse of Ahsoka like making her own choices because she doesn't have Anakin and Obi Wan around her. She's like, okay, this is this is my decision. I have to own it. I have to you know own whatever happens. Um, and I think it's like a huge you know progression and especially when we see her again in season seven. Um, I think it is a very, they're very similar in the ways that like they're, while they're still figuring out like who they are, um, you know, Ahsoka is still like growing and learning. And I think that is so special. Um, And I just love seeing her grow. Like, I feel like she's like a little sister to me. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Uh, Harris, your thoughts? Again, I think it just kind of goes back to like, it's interesting how like, again, you were so close to the end of her story and it's just in this show of like how she's just kind of transitioning to this leader role with like Luxon Carey and like everything else and like how indirectly, like like I said earlier, she's kind of inspiring like what she's going to become after the show when she becomes in the fulcrum because we know Saw Guerrera was like connected to the fulcrum mantle during yes. this arc. So it shows yeah. like it's like a little bit of interesting foreshadowing that we see Ahsoka transition into this leadership role for the rebellion. Little does Anakin know that's what she's gonna become later on. So it's just like I love how this arc the is parallels. Yeah, this arc is yep. one of the most important arcs for the entire show because like you get this big moment that leads into Rebels. Well, and the fact that we get Sagarera. Yeah, who's so he... different in this arc because he yeah. looks so hot leaders. in this arc. <laughs> Glad somebody said it. Oh, well, Someone had to. those eyes. Must, had know? to be made. Those eyes, right? Those yeah. arms. They get you. Yeah, but it's uh, it's 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 uh, we have now. It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. 
just gone off the deep end. Thank you, Alanis, <laughs> Kyber for that's the third time. You no, know, she does it so Let's well. Make it a fourth. Oh, make it a fourth. <laughs> anyway. Um uh Char, take the next question. The next question is for front runners is many of the people on Andron are on the same side of the rebels. What do you think this says about the average person during the Clone Wars? Do you believe that there was a heavy allegiance to the Republic or the Separatists or just their planets? Yeah, I think it's mostly planets. And I think especially when the farther out of rim you go, you know, the less people cared. What's the line Jin says? It's not a problem if you don't look up. You know, like it's just kind of it's one thing or another. Like it's just one or or in Mandalorian, I'm gonna totally butcher this, but when Bill Burr is talking to yeah, Mando, Mayf- oh yeah, the the one with yeah. on Morak, yeah, 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 and they're driving. And he's essentially just like, you know, that that sentiment of it. They're all the same. They're all the same, and I think a lot of people feel that way because they are in lesser important planets, you know, who maybe didn't get prioritized or couldn't get prioritized. It, it it's. I think it, it goes to like family, you know, like kind of like what Alana said at the beginning about like, what's good for me. You know, yes, I would love this. That would be amazing. But what's going to keep my family alive. I'm just going to deal with that, which is sad, but accurate. Yeah. That's a good point too. And I mean, a lot of the, a lot, there's a lot of different systems in the war that are very independent and don't serve a side. Mm-hmm. And this is like what the rebels were in this, uh, in this episode and what yeah. you were saying with, um, the people in Morak and Mandalorian, it's like they don't see Empire, they don't see New Republic, they just see um, whoever's there as invaders on their land. That is it. And yeah. it's from that simple perspective we're able to tell, like, is this war even necessary? Do we need this war? And I, I like that point that you gave. It's awesome. Thanks. I have um, so many feelings about this question and I have been thinking about it all day. Um, one of my favorite things about Star Wars is not, you know, the Jedi, the rebels, the Empire, all of that. It is the stories of the everyday people. Um, because I think in the grand scheme of things, that is what interests me most about Star Wars. Um, it is the it is the every everyone else in the galaxy. Um, not to keep talking about Thrawn. But one of my favorite things about, you know, the Ascendancy trilogy is the fact uh, that we see like these little bits of like, there's like a cashier. There's there's like a Chiss cashier. And I, I was just so drawn to that because we forget that, you know, there's the custodians, the teachers, the bartenders that we forget about. And I think that we forget a lot of the times. <laughs> dance coaches. Yes. Um I think that we forget a lot of the times that while we focus on all of these battles and political conflicts, that there are so many people underneath. Um, and a lot of these people underneath, like, like, like here said, they're going to choose what their family wants. And just because, you know, if they choose the separatists, it's not because they might align to the morals, but maybe the separatists say, all right, here's an extra ration of food where, you know, the Republic can't give them that. Um, and I think that is something that is so interesting about this arc and seeing kind of this, you know, kind of off off you know the beaten path planet and seeing their culture and their ideals and i think it is so important when we think about star wars in the grand scheme of things to remember that you know there's 
more to the galaxy than just, you know, people with lightsabers. Like there are everyday people with families. Um, and I think this arc does like a great job of bringing that to the light. Remy, there is a story of a Star Wars bartender. It's called A Certain Point of View, A New Hope. I can't remember it, what exact uh, name of it. Chalman, yes. Yeah, the yes, Wookiee that, that owns the, yes, the cantina. Yes, the Wookiee that owns the cantina, and I've never been so excited. So, Remy, if you haven't read A Certain Point of View, A New Hope, go read that. It's awesome. And also, we might be getting a story about Dexter Jetster. Yes. Possibly. Long overdue. Long overdue. Well, the man what deserves it. Obi-Wan, what do you know? <laughs> Hello, Dex. <laughs> Hello, Dex. Anyway, New Jersey owns right Dex, by the way. No. New Jersey no, is. No, no New Jersey no, owns Dex. If no, you've been to New Jersey, no, everyone no, in the chat, if you've been to New no, Jersey, you can stop. confirm that every Dex? single diner has a Dex. No. Dex, Dex is from is... New Jersey. I will She's live in Dex. Here. No, I'm sorry, it's like 10 years. She's totally right. <laughs> that explains why people from New Jersey look the way they do. I get it now. <laughs> you're not wrong, though. If you're from New Jersey, I, I take it back. But if you're not, I meant no, it. I, don't take it no, back. I am. No, <laughs> no, it no, no, it's confirmed. It's a choice. All right, hold on, hold on, hold it on. Is. Hold on. Here we go. Now we're getting now we're getting some traction here. Ven goes, I can't confirm my town diner has a Dex. We love him. There you go. There you go. Uh, Remy is actually Do going you to want be... a nerf burger? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Remy will be visiting New Jersey uh, and she will have to be taken to a Remy, Dex's I'll make sure Dex. to take you to a Stafford Diner. Shout out to Stafford Diner. Um, they, they, It's all Dex's in there. That's it. It's what it is. All Dex's. Oh, Mickey's man. Diner in Minnie- oh, Minneapolis. With, like, yes, yes. I can't confirm this, Cal. I I have been to Minneapolis and I have been to that dinner, diner. It was quite amazing, to be honest with you. Not gonna lie, Luke. You know also, what I should have done when I first met you? Uh, instead of the the Lando Han like encounter, I should have been deck. like, "Hey, old buddy," yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I start pulling up my pants. That was a missed opportunity. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, well, here we are. Um, my brain uh, went a completely different place when you said that. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's it is what it is. Oh, anyway, so, <laughs> I'm for anyway, it. anyway, feels right. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, who hasn't answered the question? To be honest, I can't even remember what the question was. If I'm gonna be, uh, the derailed for a fourth time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, this is going to be a fun one to listen back to. Well, I mean, I, I agree with the, the what people, uh, basically what Kerr and everybody was saying is that, uh, I mean, the people just want to go about their daily lives, you know? They don't want this di- disruption. And so, like, when when an empire or something comes in and disrupts that and starts to control them, then it, and, you know, they they can't do what they, they, they want to do or live their lives or, like, feel safe. And I think that's that's when people start to choose sides is when they, when they feel that happening, but otherwise they, they would rather have neither for the most part. And you see that with so many story arcs, like at the end when like the Republic saves them, but then the Republic kind of takes over a little bit and you're like, Oh, that's not going to go well in a few years. Oh no. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And like every single time. Yeah. It's just like, you're replacing one with the other. 
Yeah, it's very interesting. I mean, even in Kenobi and looking at Andor and looking at some of these, some of these that Bad are taking Batch place during Ryloth and in Bad oh. Batch as well. Um, mm-hmm. They are all lining with everything that is going on because it benefits their planet. It's not necessarily they're throwing away their morals. It's just what they're making decisions. What's best? Um, uh, what's best for the for their people? You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I've I've absolutely it, it's it's been a great great conversation with you guys on the on this because it is it's very it's a very good arc. It's a very open arc. It it, it has a lot of connections to a lot of other films and a lot of other things uh, in the franchise. So it's very very important arc. Um, Harris, did you get to answer the question? No, I didn't get the answer to the question, but essentially it's the same answer as Kira. It's like loyalty to planets. It's like what's kind of the reason to be like loyal to the Republic or Separatists? Because like to the average person, does it really matter? Because like I get to like senators and the leaders, like that it matters because like I need to like represent them in the Senate. But it's like to the average person, it doesn't really matter. Yeah, and essentially the answer to the question is whether or not which side you're on. It's a matter of get off my goddamn property. Essentially, (laughs) pretty much. I thought yeah. you were about to say how big your pocketbook is. I won't lie. Oh, that was a missed uh, opportunity. Oh. Damn it. All right. Anyway, let's get through. Let's talk about the third episode. Episode three, The Soft War. Is this a short one? The Soft War? Um, I will find that out in three seconds. <laughs> Luke, this is literally your episode right here. The title. You know? Um <laughs> <laughs> what do you what do you oh, what? um i'm not what? alluding to anything anyway um so <laughs> season five episode four the soft right. war we're canceled all right we're canceled we're done is it a short one it's pretty short um, <laughs> okay go for godfrey you've got to do no. it at least one <laughs> you got no? that too right what have i done um <laughs> <laughs> okay, the soft war is a short one, apparently. Season five, episode four, the soft war. The rebels elect the new leader. With their training complete, Obi Wan and Anakin have left Ahsoka on Onderon to monitor and advise the rebels as they continue to strike separatist targets under the command of Stila Guerrera. Facing an escalation of rebel attacks, the separatists have sent reinforcements to straighten their hold on the city of Isis as the battle of the planet unfolds. Harris, <laughs> we're just gonna just gonna forget. Just I I didn't even hear what you my, said just simply because wife, of what you said earlier. Wife, that was like that was where my wife. mind was at. So um, I, nope. I'm just gonna say one out of five, just just because you know. Wait, what's happening? <laughs> Automatic rating of one out of five. Wait, what's happening? Nothing, <laughs> nothing. We're gonna just gonna move on. Is so the first question, the moral, the moral <laughs> of the moral of the episode. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, what? is there something wrong with my mic? No. No. What? Why was I just skipped? <laughs> no. All right. Uh-huh. We're just going to forget what happened earlier. And I am confusion. Go... Derailed exactly. for a fifth yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't even intentional. It was completely on accident. Um. So the moral of the story, the moral of the story, moral of the episode, uh, is struggles often begin and end with the truth. So the first question is as follows: Stila is obviously a very influential part of Saul's life. 
how do you how how does her character and drive shine through this episode? Uh, what do you think the uh, what do you think separates her from Saw, and how do their differences become more apparent as Saw gets older? I think the biggest well, I mean, difference is that oh go no no you. Okay, mine's really quick. I was going to say, I think Stila's biggest difference is that she knows how to listen, and Saul doesn't. I think that is what separates them. I think they both have drive. I think they both have passion. I think they both have commitment. But I think Stila is open to listen and understand where Saul's like, it's my way or you're wrong. As, yeah. She's up. She She's able to uh, compromise. Where, she, where, yeah, where exactly, exactly what you were saying it, it there there is no compromise with saw at all so i would argue things like... off of emotion exactly yeah yeah he's he's very brash and just like reacts like yeah. instantly and that's mm-hmm. the way he's going to go versus like taking a step back and thinking it's logical yeah. versus emotional yes kind of sounds like anakin mm-hmm. and obi-wan does it not hey luke just for you i'm reading this next Plot summary: Godfried. About time. Anyway, the better one, the better, the better right. bit. Because because yeah. Kier hasn't heard it, heard it. Uh, mm-hmm. Nick hasn't heard it, but the rest of us have, and it's just a, it's just a joy. So, um, <laughs> uh, Kier, what were your thoughts? Because I know you started saying something, and then you agreed with Nick. I, I mean, I was gonna say emotional, uh, essentially what Nick said, but I, I do think if Stila had survived, she would have. She made him more grounded. Yeah, you know, I don't think Saw would have been as whatever the word is I'm looking for here. You know, I think yeah, and just, you know, she had that that yin and yang, right? And I think Saw knew that. Because he kept a photo of her with him, right? Yes. Yeah, like, obviously he missed her, but I think he knew that the two of them together were a much more powerful force than just why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Here in Key West, we were out before it was in. In this open and inclusive paradise, you can be yourself, make new friends, and savor our live and let live vibe. With LGBTQ plus friendly accommodations, our legendary nightlife, and year-round activities and events, it's always a good time to come as you are. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Or could have been a much more powerful course than just saw. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Harith. Well, again, like I said, uh, it's just logical versus emotional. It's how I describe the two. There's that very big. Again, it kind of just it's foreshadowing for what happens later on in Clone Wars Rebels and like just Saw's arc in general. Of like, you just see Steel's death just push him over the edge, and it just he goes full sentence to like emotional extremism. So. Again, that's kind of the, the big difference is they're supposed to be the both sides of each coin. Char? Yeah, I mean, 
in the beginning of this episode, we see that big hologram of Steel of Steel's announcement to the city. And I don't think Saul is that type of person yet that would do that. But obviously you do see that in Rebels with the Mon Mothma scene. Um, mm-hmm. But he's very, um, he's, at, he's at that point in time where um, Stila, I think, is much more mature than him. But I think that Saul has like the um, um, animosity to a- animosity for war against like any terrible threat. While Stila is very much um calculated she's able to address the situation but also think clearly in her head so oh yeah absolutely um char go ahead and take the third the the second question all right so the second question for episode four of this arc throughout the galaxy we see stories of ordinary people becoming something great how does that become apparent during this episode why do you think that it's a story that becomes repeated time and time again? Great question. I, I mean, not wrote it, but I do think it's a story that's repeated time and time again because that's the audience. We're all ordinary people, and they want to think we heroes. So that is a reason I think why it's such a captivating um, trope. But I do also think that Star Wars, rightfully so is focusing more kind of like what Alanis was saying on like the bartenders or the dance instructors, you know, the ordinary people who. The club shittos. Yeah. Like the club shittos even like the people who make small movements and small choices that become reverberating echoes through, you know, like it it doesn't all have to be Skywalker, Jedi people, that sort of thing. It's almost more powerful when you see the little things that people do every day to stand up. And that's what you're going to get a lot of in Andor. Yeah. Which that's I'm what I'm excited so for. I'm so excited. I think even in the original Star Wars, what people related to is like there was this farm boy that went from mm-hmm. like nothing, like just just in some desert and then and then ends up like helping save the rebellion and some like smuggler who was just kind of in it for himself, like uh, yeah, it's, also it's, helped with the same thing. Yeah, it's a story of nothing yourself. to something. Yeah, I, I love that yes. part of storytelling. Yeah, Ray. Yeah, Biz- biggest example of that. Everybody loves to see that. That's it's kind of one of the more inspiring, like, kind of story arcs. And mm-hmm. same thing with like Rogue One. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Pod Ones podcast trivia tournament. We literally had Cinderella story and Kier, <laughs> literally coming out of nowhere. She's never done trivia before, and then she's over here busting. Never, yeah. See, I think she was pulling our leg when she said that she had never done trivia before. I've be I've done a group it. trivia at Star Wars, but never on my own. So. Okay, all yeah. right. But you Just taking you people out. She was. Yeah. It was like, wow, this is this is this is entertaining. Like she had me. She had me rooting for her the entire time. Like not even gonna lie. And now look at her with her hat. She's the rebel leader. I mean, it's that's yeah. quite the story arc. <laughs> There we yeah. go. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh Lannis. Um, I think the most like poignant pieces of media are the ones that we can see ourselves in. And as much as we all want to be like, I would be a Jedi. I for one would be a terrible Jedi and would be kicked out of the order within 48 hours. <laughs> but the characters that like <laughs> it's the truth. Um but like the characters that I do really Bad see myself in 
<laughs> the characters that I really like see myself in are the ones that are the everyday ones. And I think that is why it's a story that is told time and time and time and time again is because we can connect with the, you know, average person doing something great rather than the person who is already great. Um, Cause I think by human nature, we kind of like to kick ourselves and put ourselves down. But when we see like, you know, the everyday person, we can kind of connect with them. And when they do something great, we can kind of acknowledge the greatness within ourselves. And I think that is why it is told all the time in media and specifically through star Wars. You're not wrong. I said. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Retweet. Who has not? Uh, <laughs> Retweet. Who has not, who is not uh, gone yet? Everybody gone? Um, um, thanks, Char. Your thoughts? Uh, I haven't gone, but I mean, I think everyone has made it's clear much, about yeah. what, yeah, all of the uh, the beautiful stories about these regular people uh, going and being beyond what they ever imagined and ha- gaining this importance to so many people yeah. and that it's inspiring and it's just a beautiful thing to watch it's like ray like like finn for example finn literally was just a stormtrooper and then now he's one of the biggest heroes in the galaxy like there's a, so many different instances where these characters have very short beginnings but have very big outcomes it's 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 I, I just love that part of star wars oh yeah absolutely well let's move on to the final episode of the arc uh episode four uh jar <clears throat> okay time baby <sighs> you were you just waiting for that okay all right three two do not one. count me down all right ready all right, okay hopefully uh i don't you know Get a noise complaint because. Uh, okay, go. All right, I don't half ass this already. War in the inner rim. Rebel leader Stila Guerrera <laughs> has joined forces with General Tandon after boldly rescuing Andoran's former king from execution, evading a trap set by Separatist ally King Rash and the droid General Kalani. Amid growing public support and rising unrest, Ahsoka continues to monitor the Rebels' efforts as they rally around Ramses Dendup to restore his reign as the rightful king and finally put an end to the Separatist occupation on Andoran. Enter Jafar. (laughs) (laughs) I love how Cal is like ripped everyone's ears. Did you guys just not see me take off my headphones and just hovered over my ears? I loved it. See, Luke, that's why I don't time. do it. You know good. what? You know what? Half the half the chat is rooting for it. Half the chat isn't. And you yeah, know what? I decided. Yeah. I just. I just said. I, just blow I, our eardrums out. I. You know. You know. It's the bit, and that's the bit of the Plot Ones podcast is that you commit have to, to the bit. How much energy it takes to read that. But anyway, we'll we'll get back to it. All right, so the moral of the story, I, God dang it, I gotta stop doing that. Moral of the episode is disobedience is a demand for change, which is very, 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 it's a very good moral for this episode because we are starting mm-hmm. to see that the, 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 um, the inhabitants of Onderon, the citizens, rise up against the separatist uh, moves. Um, 
So the first question, obviously the Jedi helped the rebels become stronger. In your opinion, what is more important? The training in, in artillery or the passion behind one's cause? Do you think that one can exist without the other or are they linked? There was a job I had for um, a big company that uh, was a tech company. And they told me once that you don't need to know anything about tech to have, it was, it was, you don't need to know anything about tech. We can teach you the tech, but what we hire for is the passion and like the people who are behind it. And I totally mm -hmm. agree with that. Like, you can learn how to shoot a gun. Yes, there's talent. Yes, there's strategy, all of that. But like, I think having the right kind of person is the most important thing. Definitely. I mean, like the whole first movie is A New Hope. And and the fact that like these rebels uh, in that are like getting by on like Y wings like old Y wings that they had to like s steal and and make happen so they're they're getting by on scraps to 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 fight this empire. Don't bash get... the Y wings; those are my favorite ships. No, no, the Y wings are great, but I mean that you know in rebels we see that they're you know they're about to be it's old and about little, to destroy. Yeah, yeah. I mean they were great, but uh, but yeah, I mean they, I think it's yeah I think it's definitely more like what Kier said was just just the passion. Uh, that mm -hmm. that will help lead to other things. Absolutely. I mean, you're just you're both spot on because I think it's, I think it's you can't have one with that. I think they are linked. Um, you do. You can have that talent, but where is that talent going to take you if you don't have that drive or that passion behind it? You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you can only go so far with one and the other. And and they just are so well linked together. So that 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 that's perfect. Uh, Lannis, your thoughts? I think like the big, you know, example of this can be really seen between like the Separatists and the Republic. Like Separatists are a bunch of droids for the most part, and I think they lack you know the passion and the drive that the clones have. Um, and I think that that kind of explains it best i think everyone kind of summed it up like they are linked but i do think that passion is more important than any type of weapon that you can give someone mm -hmm. yeah and i was about to say because i mean uh, and uh i believe rex uh says this in the first episode that this that the droids are only useful when in numbers and, mm -hmm. it, and it's simply just mind over mat uh mind over muscle essentially because the separatist they're they're only good when they have a bunch of a bunch of uh, soldiers at their disposal. Yep. But the Republic mm -hmm. is great because they have the heart. They have what they need to win, and especially with people like Rex, Cody, Wolf, all of these clone commanders and captains that are leading the way that have such a drive and um, passion for victory. It, it that's that's just simply mm -hmm. that's simply all they need like when luke always sees a very powerful droid and it was like if they manufactured that droid ten thousand fold they would have won the war well no i mean like they said the droids are they're a bunch of idiots they're essentially they're just numbers they're just, they're just there with weapons and they they just go pew pew like when they saw the, the grin is like is that that's an explosive how can you tell <laughs> it's like bunch of clinkers they're they don't <laughs> They don't. They don't have that like um, emotional uh, drive that the clones yep. do. So it's 
a lot mm-hmm. of it has to do with the fire in the belly. So yeah, that's 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 a good that's a good point because Ben Ven says tools mean nothing without a heartbeat and drive to guide it. You're absolutely right. And, and, and except if you're Mr. Bones, that's the only exception. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, Mr. Bones, Mr. Bones. Um, uh, Harith, your thoughts? Just well, everything. I mean- Together? I mean, retweet everyone's saying. Like, All right. All again. right. There we go. We love it. We love yeah. it. We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, so for the last question, uh, we we have to – we would be remiss if we didn't talk about uh, Stila Guerrera's death. Um, the catalyst that starts off Saw on the downward spiral and what eventually leads him to what we see in his end in Rogue One. And in the early in and in the bad batch too. And bad batch yeah. and rebels. Yeah. Everything else. Uh, you start to see said. it really early. Um, Stila's death is the catalyst for the rest of Saul's life. But how do you think that her death affected Ahsoka? Do you think it, that it was a driving point to her leaving the order? I mean, Nick, yeah. Uh, I mean. The the whole the whole thing with like had the Jedi been able to step in earlier and like help out like she could have saved like she definitely feels responsible at the end there for not being able to to yeah. save her but like had had they been able to do something from the beginning that might have that death might have never happened. You're absolutely right, Gear. Your thoughts? Yeah, I agree with Nick. I think it's it's one of those. Sorry, my brain's a little slow today. I think like uh, having somebody's death, you know, on your hands or you're responsible for something mm-hmm. like that really affects Ahsoka more than maybe some other Jedi would. Um, you know, Anakin, probably, like Anakin, <laughs> yeah. And I think it just uh, kind of it reminds me of when Finn in Force Awakens like just couldn't shoot. You know, just that you kind of have that like character realization, like oh, this this is not. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered, and boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. Life insurance. What's your excuse for putting it off? Can't afford it? Too much hassle? Think your work coverage is enough? There's a lot of excuses for putting off life insurance, but one big reason why you shouldn't. If the unexpected were to happen to you, who would pay the mortgage, the kid's tuition, and all the other bills? In a time of grief, the last thing you would want is for your family to have to sell the house and struggle to survive financially. At Ethos, we could get you covered in just 10 minutes and boom, family protected. Rates can increase the longer you wait, so no more excuses. 
Take 10 minutes today and discover the modern way to get the life insurance coverage you need. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life.com slash audio. This, this isn't for me or I can't deal with this or I really like everything inside of me is disagreeing with how this happened. And it, it makes you feel for Ahsoka if you didn't already. Like there was no winning in that situation. And it would feel natural yeah. to feel any kind of animosity towards the Jedi because they put her in a lose-lose scenario, you know? So. No, you're absolutely right. Alanis? I also think I, when I, you know, watch this episode, one of like the big things that I always think about is um, the fact that like if Anakin was like right by her side, mm. what would have changed if anything? Um, because that was like her decision in the moment. It's what she had to do and she had to deal with it um, kind of more on like a solo end of it. So I, I definitely think her death, like everyone said, had a huge, huge impact Um on her leaving and kind of her decision to carve her own path. Do you guys think if she had saved Stila instead of Lux, it would have been uh, like, what would have been different long-term? Oh, a hundred percent. Like everything would have been played out differently on Andron and like with Saw Gerrera yeah. and like everything with that. Like, yeah, yeah. Lux and Terry like had a thing with the Silk, but like, it's not really, that would have played, I think it would affect the entire like, almost the state of everything because saw wouldn't be where he's at and bad batch was trying to lead the new rebellion like no everything would be different very right yeah. i mean i think ahsoka would have ended up in the same place probably because oh, i mean she was sure. she was already seeing the crap hard agree but, yeah but also, for, like for, she would have changed for saw she had a bigger heart for lux too like she had an emotional connection to him so i feel like it would have had an even yeah. bigger impact that's true um i bet and she already felt responsible um, and felt bad for Saw for letting uh, his sister down, but letting Lux down, like the guy that showed her that that war is bigger than is bigger is is more than black and white. The guy that proved to her that the Separatists aren't as bad as uh, she thought they were, and the basically she like Lux and Ahsoka was going to be the Anakin Padme Obi Wan Satine kind of thing. It was like they have that dynamic where if Either way, she was she had the motive to leave the order mm. with either one of their deaths. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my oh, thought. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's it's uh it, it's it's very compelling. Uh let me know if I'm lagging really bad on your guys' side because my internet is pretty bad. It says connection is is unstable. So um, well, Luke, you're unstable. Okay. <laughs> I mean, chaos. You're, you're not wrong. Chaos rising. Um. Uh. So that's gonna be it for the episode. Char. Three interesting facts. All right. As per usual, we have my little segment. What I like to call my three interesting facts. Okay. Three interesting facts about a certain Clone Wars arc that you didn't know about until now. Part twenty nine, the Onderon arc edition. Fact one: a confusion and continuity. Though airing after Revival, the uh, episode one of season five, 
The Onderon story arc was originally placed before the events of that episode, as can be seen by a number of production clues. The older Yoda model makes an appearance, and Adi Gallia can be seen sitting on the Jedi Council despite her death. Perhaps it's Stasili? The true chrono- chronological placement of this episode is in relation to revival has yet to be determined. Um, fact two, the design behind King Rash. As is evident in this episode, the design of Isis draws heavily from ancient Rome. King Sanjay Rash's design heavily features Roman influences, including a headband that suggests gilded laurel leaves at his temples. Fact three, Hondo's ship name that connects to Indiana Jones. Hondo's yacht is named the Fortune and Glory, a nod to Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, wherein Indy and Short Round talk about seeking out fortune and glory. And there you have it. Those are the three interesting facts about the Onderon arc. Fortune and glory, kid. Very cool. (laughs) Very well done. Sometimes you got it. Most times you got it. Sometimes you don't. But... (laughs) You got it this time, kid. Hey, if I can make up uh, my facts with my uh, my subpar plot summary readings, I will do that. All right. So, everybody, <laughs> uh, we all know how this goes. Uh, for those that don't know, Nick, you're the newbie. Uh, yeah. So, this is the episode ranking, and this is all for the entire arc. Um, so, we have Youngling Bad, Padawan, okay, Jedi Knight, good, Grand, uh, Je- Jedi Master, great, Grandmaster, Chef's Kiss. And we have had now six Grand Masters. Yes, so we have had Mortis, we've had Obi-Wan Undercover, we've had Zygeria, we've had um, um, the Padme arc with um, Pursuit of Peace and um, those episodes. And we've had, we've had, I think, wasn't the Maul Ascension? Yep, Maul Ascension arc, which, by the way, for those listeners... Uh, will not be available to them. Uh, you will have to check it out on YouTube. For some reason, I lost the audio recording. Unfortunately, yeah. good job. <laughs> yeah, but but we've had we've had quite a bit of grandmasters so far. Yeah, but um, let's get into the rankings. Nick, what's your ranking? I would say Jedi Master. Okay. Like, yeah. I mean, I think it. I think it's great. But yeah, I think I, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. I I mean I can't I can't I can't dispute that. Uh Kiri, your ranking. Yeah, I mean Jedi Master. It's arguably the start of the rebellion, right? Like it's kind of super important for a lot of a lot of reasons. And it's just a good art. So Jedi Master. Absolutely. Alanis. I'm saying Jedi Knight. I think it's great. It is just, it is not one of, I would say, my favorites. I don't go to this one to rewatch it. Um, I think it has a great storyline. I think it's really compelling. It just doesn't, like, live in my brain, like, rent-free. Like, I charge about 50 bucks a week. So, I'm going Jedi Knight. Okay. Harith? I'm going to go Jedi Knight. For for your first ever ranking as a host. It's a big moment here. I'm going to say Jedi Master. Just simply, just because, just because the final episode with like Sila's like death, like of like I always just imagine that shot of Ahsoka holding her in the air and her getting shot, like that's like a memorable moment in the show. So I would say, just for that alone, I would say Jedi Master. Okay, Char. 
I give this one a Jedi Master just because of um, going off of what Kier said too. This arc plants so many seeds for the future of Star Wars and like the Rebellion, Saw Gerrera, Ahsoka's leaving the Jedi Order. And there's so many different things that happen in this arc. And I just love everything that happens. I love that the the small group, the small band of rebels can defeat the big, bad, the ones in control. And it's typical Star Wars, you know? So a Jedi oh, yeah. Master. I am also going to give it a Jedi Master. So with one Jedi Knight and the rest as Masters, I think we can push it. I, can, I think we can make the official ranking of this episode a Jedi Master. Yes. I, I, There's that, only one Jedi Knight, so yes. Yeah, yeah so... Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we'll we'll call her. Yeah, rank we're, you. Call it, we're just gonna call her out. Nice job, good choice. L, good job. L plus bozo plus ratio. So how about that? Um, I'm uh, still on the council though. Might not have the rank as master, but I'm on the council. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Don't. Yeah. Let, okay, Anakin, get um, out of here. Obi Sean, gotta Kenobi. gotta be careful of her. Obi Sean Kenobi. Obi Sean said, "Doesn't Hondo eventually name his ship Katuni? He does have a ship named Katuni, and you can see it in the in the in Smuggler's the, Run the, Riot at Galaxy's Edge." Yes, and in the yeah, he yep yep that is very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, Pat Jedi Master, um, Kenny says Padawan. I take bold stance. Most bold most move. Of the time, yeah yeah bold, bold move, move I guess. Um. Uh, Obi Sean Kenobi says, "Always left a bad taste in my mouth that uh, Anakin and, and Obi Wan are kind of just there, uh, mm-hmm. at, and then uh, after everything has happened, even though they had to stay uninvolved." Well, it was it was just like uh, Qui Gon and Obi Wan in the Phantom Menace. We cannot use our power to help mm-hmm. her. Yes, yep. I mean, I th- I think we're here to protect you. Can't find a war for mouth. you. Yes, it should. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, because they can get involved when the separatists are directly involved, which they were. But for some reason, the Jedi Council doesn't didn't want to involve themselves with something. So, mm-hmm. well, it was their fight. It was, yeah, it was the the ruling faction was aligning with the separatists. Yeah, yeah. But that is it for us talking about the arc. But let's get into Star Wars news. Okay. All right, so um, a little show called Obi Wan Kenobi dropped Friday. Oh no, man! What time? Um, ne- never heard of that show. What is that? Wait, when? That's a weird when name. Did... Oh, are you behind Kenobi? Man, Kenobi! It's like the biggest show Kenobi. on Disney freaking plus. I didn't know Alec Guinness came back. From I called this <laughs> shit. I called it from the beginning. I said this was going to be the biggest Disney Plus show, and I've been validated. Yet again, for all the haters. Anyway, um, so we got the first episode. We got, we got the first. Uh, Disney's never gonna allow us to do celebration on on the podcast stage. So I've kind of hey, you don't know to, that. Hey, we ain't friendly. We aren't friendly. Fa- uh, family friendly. I I'll tell you that. Right ruined now. it by saying that. Uh, I wanted Thrawn to rail me, so sorry, guys. Uh, and you just, uh, anyway, I don't know. They acquired Fox. Anything's possible now. And oh, that is true. That, that <laughs> is possible. Never know. Very true. Uh, so uh, last week was Star Wars Celebration. 
Um, I remember. All of us, except for Dear Kier, which I was very, very, very sad when 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 you announced that you weren't able to go. Yeah, I was really, too. really, really looking forward to getting to meet you and seeing you and 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 doing all those fun things. But like, go to Denny's. Uh, shut Denny's. up! She would have. She would have. She would have told me not to go to Denny's. I probably would. But uh, can I can I point out X course comment, please? Can we highlight that? I I want it highlighted just so everyone can read this. Wait, hold on. <laughs> I'm reading it right I now. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> X score. You know you Stroller do have a you, 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 Nebraska. No, 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 no. You still you still you still have a spot on uh, the Force episode. Do you want to find yourself not on that episode? Because we can definitely do that. I think every episode of Nebraska gets bashed at some point. It's great. As it should. You know what? I say we all should we should all just uh call for a vote of no confidence in this comment. <laughs> this comment's best. I added the Kenobi soundtrack to my barbecue playlist. It might be a bit too soon, but here we are. Well <laughs> the energy. <laughs> I see Chaco's in the chat. Oh, Chaco finally Bob. here. He was uh he was uh in the TikTok live and I told him to head over here and he finally listened to me. Um <laughs> anyway, um so uh with Star Wars Celebration, we got a lot of updates, but let's talk about Kenobi first cuz it is the freshest in our minds. Um not to get into too much detail. Um because we will be talking about it on our roundtable tomorrow night that all of you can watch, join in, uh, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time tomorrow. Uh, harmless plug there. Um, uh, but what were your overall thoughts so far up until this point of episode three? Uh, first two episodes, what were your guys' thoughts? How do we think it's all been up until this point? The intro... Yeah, chef's kiss. Like, I, I I, love it. I love it. I didn't think I wouldn't love it, but I love it. Um, I, you know, there's a lot to say, right? But I think the intro um, was cruel and <laughs> totally, I was literally like, okay, Kenobi, Kenobi. And then the first episode happens and within two minutes it's Order 66 and I'm like literally screaming at my TV. Um, but I don't know what I was expecting, um, of course. But it, not that it's bad. It just was like, oh, shit. Like, this is going to be intense, you know? So I'm loving it. Yeah, I and also the, the recap scenes from the prequels so, didn't help yes. either. So, yeah. so, oh speaking, so speaking of which, me and Fulcrum, we didn't get that. We didn't get the recap at the beginning. Mm, it just went no. to a straight cold open for the premiere. Oh, dang. Which yeah. is fine because you end up getting the flashback scenes later anyway but the recap yeah. just, it sets the, the recap, tone for the entire show it did it, yeah. it absolutely did no oh, yeah absolutely it did um no we just got hit with order 66 right away. oh yeah it was like the first thing it, it was, and i thought we were safe because dave filoni wasn't you know and unfortunately i think we might end up getting some uh callbacks to that paid actor portrayal i didn't see it coming life can be so unpredictable after losing my dad it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me the mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. 
I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered. And boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's E-T-H-O-S life dot com slash audio. We made USAA insurance for veterans like James. When he found out how much USAA was helping members save, he said, It's time to switch. We'll help you find the right coverage at the right price. USAA. What you're made of, we're made for. Restrictions apply. Uh, in the next few episodes, it's possible. You might. Yeah. yeah. Anything's on the table. I'm trying to uh, Nick, your prepare thought? myself. I mean, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I mean, it's really it's giving me everything that I hoped it would, you know. And like we're getting we're getting that dive into Kenobi's character for the first time. Like Kenobi's always been there, but like it's always been about somebody else. So we're really getting to mm-hmm. see his development. And like, oh, little Leia is just I love her. amazing. I love her and baby and I, yeah. And like I'm super excited about Reva's story arc. I am like, I'm I, excited, I can't wait yeah. for that to unfold. Um, yeah. But it's 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 giving me all everything that I want, you know. And we're only three episodes in. Oh, man. three more um, to go. Uh, Alanis, um, obviously, I absolutely love it. Every second of that show just blows my mind. Every episode leaves me stunned. Um, I do have to say though, I think. My favorite thing about the Kenobi series is like, obviously I've talked about it a lot this episode, me being a teacher. Um, What's so cool is like, I grew up with the prequels um, and all of my students um, grew up with the sequels and seeing them kind of, this is their first real live introduction to Obi-Wan and seeing them connect with this character and see him for the first time you know, as things are coming out has been such a really cool and rewarding experience. Cause you know, they, they get to see their introduction to Obi-Wan in a way is the series. And I'm very curious to see what their interpretations of his character and um, their feelings towards him as, you know, the series concludes or continues on. We don't know yet. Um, I just love it. Um, and I, I can't say it. I love it. Harith, do you want me to tell the story of us watching the episode together, or would you like to do that? Because I think it's hilarious. You, you, I don't know how like, far you're going to go with it, but... Oh, I'm going all the way, baby. You're going like, all the way. I'm going, all, all, I'm going all the okay, way. Right. Okay, so, uh, Harith's parents were, were with us when, when we watched the first episode. But the funny part about it is, during the day, we were at the convention, and Harith gets a text from his dad, and he goes, we're picking up a 55-inch TV... The TV here fucking sucks. <laughs> Quote unquote. They went out, bought a 55 inch TV with a Roku <laughs> just for us to watch Kenobi. And then Aww. the next cut, no, no, it gets better. Then the next text, uh, ask Luke what he wants to drink alcohol beverage wise. Just everything you could think of was there in that hotel room. Aww. And when it, so, to talk about me and Nick's kind of experience, because I, I, 
it was probably closely the same. Maybe I was a little bit more emotional. I, I can't. Uh, uh, Haley Coffee Works, Corellia Coffee Works, was sitting next to me while I was watching it. So I, I will say that watching it with all those people that first episode was wild. It was one of those moments where I will probably never ever forget it. And I do thank Luke, uh, Nick for that opportunity because without him, I wouldn't have that special memory. But mm-hmm. I remember watching the first episode. Me and the demo launches had to leave because we had prior engagements. But I walked into my hotel room. Aiden talked Star Wars topics and Harris were sitting there. And I go, you're not ready for this fucking show. <laughs> and I hadn't even seen the Vader reveal. And I was saying that. I walked into the trivia recording. And I said, y'all ain't ready for this fucking show. And then I got to watch the second episode. And with like all I'll, like 10 people with 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 Harith, Aiden, Car2D2, Char, Kylie, Alanis was there and and, and Bale. Um, I don't think I've ever sobbed more than the last five or six minutes just of Obi-Wan in, in Leia's interactions, and then obviously him finding out that Anakin is alive. That was so well done for me. And the way Deborah Chow was able to get that reaction out of Ewan, and, and, and the way Reva has been played, Moses Ingram has done something that I don't think we have seen on screen quite yet and I this week's episode just pushed it over the edge I said that this show was going to be game changing it's done it's exceeded my expectations I there were things that I wanted to see from this show that we haven't quite I think there's still possibilities that we could see I I cannot talk about this show more than enough. Like, I can't wait to go deep diving tomorrow because it's, well, it, 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 there's just so much there that we can't really get into now because, uh, it, it's it, this show means the world to me, and and the fact that we are getting it. Thank you, Kathleen Kennedy. Thank you, Deborah Chow. Thank you to all the people that are that that are involved in making decisions like this because without them. We don't get this show. So that's 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 my spiel. Um Char, your thoughts. No, 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 that was really well said, Luke. And um if you guys want to see our uh our reaction to um last night's episode, it is up on our channel. So if you want to go oh. see Ooh. our our tidbits of us reacting <laughs> I wish to I, I wish scenes, I could take the footage and um, just release that. Because just like the whole time I was just like having these hard choices like what do I keep in and what do I cut? Because there's yeah. so many little great moments. I was just like, ah, I got to cut that. I can't keep that in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Choco, Choco can uh, attest. I did look like a zombie when I walked in there. I I, I was a mess. It yeah, was Luke, not when not well. When I was in um, the in with with the in the room with you guys watching the episodes for the first time, I was just, the feelings that were just flowing through me were so surreal. And when you were telling me that you, I wasn't ready for the show, and neither were any of us, you were one hundred percent right. <laughs> Just... I mean, it's so funny how we were preparing for this, and we were still not ready for what has happened through so far 
in this show. We're we're halfway through, and we're just blown away. And I'm just so excited to see what's going to be coming in episodes four, five, and six. I bet they're probably going to even they're probably will top the episodes that we've seen so far. Yeah. Um, this recent mm-hmm. one is the is a hundred percent the best that we've had so far, yeah. in my opinion. I believe, but the energy that these characters give me, and the nostalgia factor, and the story aspect of this is just so phenomenal. What Deborah Chow has done with these characters to keep that prequel love alive, but also tie in to what life was like ten years after that. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's so hard to like talk about this without doing any spoilers because there were so many great moments in this recent episode. I just, I just loved it so much. And it, I think some of it foreshadows what we're going to see in the next episodes. Yep. Um, and I, and as have, I've been every episode, I will be an emotional mess. Yeah. Eric, <laughs> your thoughts. Again, it's, like what we've all said, the show was like exactly what we expected and more. It's just like the show has been absolutely incredible with everyone involved. This is some of the best Ewan McGregor's acting you've ever seen in a while. Like the whole like PTSD aspect he's written to the show and like seeing Obi-Wan at his weakest, like having his Luke Last Jedi character archetype of like, like him doubting himself. It's just the show has been amazing and I cannot wait to see how this all gets wrapped up. And I'll definitely go more in depth on my thoughts uh, tomorrow during the round table. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, so also uh, opinions on upcoming releases. So we've got Andor, Tales of the Jedi, Bad Batch season oh my gosh, two. Here all night. Um, <laughs> what are, okay. We'll, 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 we'll keep it brief. Cause I, we, I want to talk about this next topic in a little bit more depth. And I want to give it the the justice justice it deserves. So, um, go around. Give me two shows that you're looking forward to. Anybody? I'll go first because I already I already know what I'm saying. Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch season two. Oh my God, Tales of the Jedi! You all all are yeah. like, do not sleep on the show. Just no. do not sleep on the show. Like we saw the first episode, teary eyes, amazing. The trailer was absolutely incredible. Like the amount of emotions and like just pure passion that is going into the show, it's going to be some of the best Star Wars animation that like we're ever going to see. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that one. And I remember during the panel, like it was such it was such an impactful aroma in the room. And when we finished that first episode that we saw, um, it's just seeing these stories that they're coming up with. Uh, as what Dave Filoni said uh, when he was at the panel, he was like, I just came up with these on the spot when I was on my plane. Uh, I was on a plane ride and I just wrote these stories. And the fact that they're coming into fruition and we saw one of these stories, it is so beautiful and it's so impactful. And it, it just stunned me with how well they made this show. Um, As of, yeah, I mean, we've only seen one out of the... How many episodes are going to release? Six, Six episodes. Um, yeah, but we've yet to see the young Dooku and Qui-Gon episode. Oh. We've yet to see the young, the the Padawan Ahsoka and Anakin training episode. Yes. We have um, yet to see that there was a glimpse of a, a Padme funeral. And then the, um, and a shot from the Ahsoka novel with her like in the village fire against the, the brother. Yeah. See, see, yeah. hold on, hold on. Oh, so geez. that did that was one of my questions that I had when I was watching it. From whose perspective are we going to see Padme's funeral from? Ahsoka's, obviously. 
But was Ahsoka yeah. wasn't there, was she? We don't know. You never know. We don't maybe know that. She, yeah. Maybe after um, what happened at the end of season seven, maybe she just goes and she takes a little trip to Naboo. To but how does farewell. she not? How does she not talk to Obi Wan then? Because he was on Tatooine. Yeah, Obi Wan might not be there. Yeah. Well, they made a pit yeah. stop in, in at Naboo though to drop off the body. That's true. I don't know. We'll find out. Oh man. I mean, he was wanted by the now Empire, so I don't think he would have. Yeah, that's true. Really stuck around to that. No, yeah. Um, and also, like Ahsoka, she, like it was presumed that she was buried on the planet too. So I think the Empire was under the impression that Ahsoka did die after season seven. Yeah. But it took yeah. forever for them to confirm mm-hmm. her death. It took, we don't know how long it took till Anakin got back to that planet and looked for her. We don't know the timeline on that one too. It's so. true. The apprentice Absolutely. lives. Um, uh, here. Gosh, I am looking forward to all of them. Uh, I'm only two. Uh, I am really looking forward to Mandalorian season three because I am a Din Djarin simp. I'll keep it PG, but I'm very much looking forward to it. <laughs> For a lot of reasons, but also that. Um, so I have to say that. But I, I know it didn't get a lot of love, at least that I saw in Celebration, but I'm still really excited for The Acolyte. That's like my show that I, that will be my Joker. That'll be your, va- that'll be your Obi-Wan for me? Yes, yes, 100%. So. Yeah, we didn't get much about it, but um, it's going to be interesting. I'll wait. I can be patient. Yeah. We got a lot of good stuff to go. So over the weekend, I met somebody who uh, had worked on uh, Mando season three and, and working on Ahsoka. And I'm not going to give too much information, but I got to see things from this person off of their phone. What? And like, at first I was like, is it legit? And then like, oh, there's Favreau. Uh, and it just got me so excited for Mando season three and Ahsoka and the stuff that he showed me. Again, it's one of those, you're not ready. It's definitely a you're not ready status. Nick, I'm kind of curious to hear about this. Like you, we can, like, when it's not online, about... I will tell yes, you. Yeah, we'll tell. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not hiding it. I'm just not posting it. Public oh, yeah, absolutely. Anything. Absolutely. No, 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 absolutely. Yeah. We wouldn't want to get anybody into trouble. Yeah. yeah. NDAs. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, Alanis, what are you looking forward to? Guess. Oh, God. <laughs> Tales of the Jedi. And bad batch. bad, bad batch, obviously, because Alana, she's on brand. No, it's. It, it, I, I, I was going to say for her. I would say, <laughs> I would say, I would say Tales say... of the Jedi. I would say Tales of the Jedi because of Qui Gon. No, I, I was going to say Qui Gon more than she loves Crosshair. I was going to say Ahsoka in Bad Batch because of Thrawn. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. that's yeah. so. My thing with Ahsoka is like, if I think about it too much, my stomach hurts because I there's just so much going on. Um. You're so definitely Tales of the Jedi and uh, Bad Batch. Ahsoka, literally, like, I don't think I'm ready for live action Thrawn. I don't think I'm ready. So I- I'm going to say those two, because if I think about live action Thrawn for too long, I, I cry. So those two, for sure. Um, Harith? I already said Tales of the Jedi and Bad Batch. Oh yeah, that's right. How's the person that uh, went? Uh, Char. Ahsoka and Andor. <laughs> Those are my two. Oh, Andor. Uh, Andor and Tales of the Jedi. Ooh. 
Uh, I'm not huge on Andor, but from what I saw, it's okay. the possibilities of the Empire being oh. there. Are we going to see yeah. some things? From what I saw, we're going to see um, Agent Callus. From what I saw, the, the crowd reaction to when Diego Luna walked out, oh, 100% Andor is on that. Like, yeah, we when better. Diego Luna and Genevieve O'Reilly just. Oh, it, it was electric. It was electric. That, that, that sure crowd blew crowd up. Crowd yelling, or was that just Stardust M yelling? No, the entire. <laughs> it was next to her. I was next no, to her. We were next she to was her. She was a mess. No, oh, okay, well. but it wasn't just her, it was everyone. <laughs> she was like, hi, hi, Diego. Oh. No, yeah, it was It was great. It was great. All right. So now we're going to get into the kind of the heavy topic of the of the day. Um, over the weekend, Moses Ingram uh, posted on her Instagram story of racist things being said. Um, and uh, was it Monday or was it yesterday? It was, I think it was. When did you and say something? He said Tuesday. He said something on Tuesday. Yeah. He he came out and said so eloquently, uh, if you say these things, you are not a Star Wars fan. And this is going to be my part, and then I will let you all go. Because my thing is, is this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have... This is why John Boyega for a long time took a break from Star Wars. It's a long time while why Kelly Marie Tran didn't didn't deleted uh, her social media. Yeah, deleted her social media. This is why uh, even back in the day, Lando caught uh, or Billy D. Williams caught shit. What the people behind the computers don't understand is that we also have computers. We also have. Uh, the capability of of making our voices heard. We just came off of one of the biggest fucking conventions where everybody was up for everything. And this is where I draw the line. I am taking a stand. The Pod Once podcast and everybody involved with it, we do not stand for bigotry, do not stand for racism. We do not stand for putting other people down. And I will call it out. I'm tired. I'm very, very tired. None of these people deserves any any of this. They don't deserve this. They are playing a, a character in a show. I'm sorry if you die. There's one thing from from for for not liking the character. I get that. But going out of your way to call the actor the N-word. Where do you get off? Like, where, what in your mind says, oh, I think that's a good idea? It's not. So, this is my stance. And I'm, I might be overstepping uh, for other people's... But I think everybody's pretty much on the same page. We um, don't stand for that. And we never will. Absolutely. And, and especially with the prequel actors, too, that have gone through this, we lost Hayden and Ewan before. Why would you push your luck and do it again by showing that this hate still exists 15 years later and that that racism amongst the Star Wars fandom is still there as it was beforehand with Ahmed Best 
unfortunately having to go through his thing because of his portrayal of Jar Jar. It's terrible. We need to be better. All of us need to take a stand, use our voice, and speak about these terrible things that are happening to the actors, the actresses, the directors, the writers. Everyone is being impacted by this negative energy that should never be in this community. And it's so important that we have to just suppress it as much as we can. It'll never go away, but we have to be able to say to their face, look, stop it. It is not them. It is you. You're the problem and you need to stop it now. Or you can go and be with any other effing fandom that will accept you, which will be none of them. No one. And also, Remy did bring up a good point. Sexism and homo, homo, homophobia. We, I, I missed those because I was in my little... Like the like little extra Leia, like young Leia getting shit as well. Yes. Yeah. There's, I mean, there's, there's, there's no room for this. There's none. And and we can't just like ignore it. It's not gonna it's not gonna go away. It's not like it's not something you just turn a blind eye to. Like you have to exactly. stand up to it. You have to be louder. And even Moses Moses's uh, post the next day was like, I like I heard the love. It is louder. Like there there was a post about that. And that's like that's what we have to do. Is like there are more of us, and we need to show that love and and support uh, support everybody and be louder. We're Anybody always else? for light and for life. And as long as our light shines brighter than the dark, we will beat this bigotry and r- terrible shit that happens every single day. Absolutely. Uh, Kier? Sorry, I was on mute. I know people are like sick of the sort of stories. I'm so sick of being associated with a fandom that's just inherently, oh yeah, I hear that's really toxic fandom. It's not. You know, I mean, it is, but there is, there's more of us. There's parts of it that are so, so wonderful. And I would love it if we could just be known for more of that instead of this shit. Absolutely. Alanis? I think you guys really summed it up. I think, you know, at the end of the day, just don't be an asshole. And if you see someone being an asshole, kick him in the face. Well, I mean, like, don't be violent. Don't get arrested. But obviously but you know stand up for what is right and hopefully you know in the coming future we can all be better and we can kind of kick those awful people out of here um the second point that has been brought to all of our attention is the uh rotten tomato scores i mean obviously that shouldn't really fucking matter to begin with but it went from a 71 percent before Ewan said something to 51. I I know this might be a petty thing, but we all have to create an account and get that back up because that's not that's not what that that's not that that's that's not even close to what the score is. It's just the we all know that petty again. They're, they're just it's, they're, it's, it's, it's the racist. It's the bigotrists. It's it's all these fucking goddamn YouTubers trying to push their agenda, their political agenda, thinking that that Disney is woke. Disney is not woke. They are changing. They are evolving. If you don't want to get on the fucking bus, get off. Because we're 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 moving in a new direction. Sorry Star Wars is not for you anymore. We we're, want we're more moving diversity. Forward. We're we moving forward, and if you don't want to hop we on, want, we're leaving you. We want more people to feel included. 
Star Wars is inclusive. There's 20 million beings in the fucking galaxy. And we have a problem about a black person playing in Star Wars? What is this? This is not acceptable. And I will not sit by and have this happen to it anymore. I'm done. I will call it out. I will make videos. Because people need to be held accountable for their actions. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly, Luke. Good tweet. But anyway, uh, let's let's uh, let's end this on a happy note. Uh, I appreciate all of you um, coming on. Sorry, it got a little bit of a uh, darker tone there, but it, get darker. it needed, needs to happen. It needed, no, it needed, it needed to be said. It, it needed to be said, and we had to address it. We, I, I as as a podcast, we not might not be one of the biggest ones. But no matter how big or small you are, and everybody that is listening or watching, know that you do have a voice. Your voice does matter. And that I would implore you to stand up for what is right. Because at the end of the day, we're going to be on the right side of history. And they aren't. But... um, Thank you guys for, for coming on. Uh, uh, Nick, where can the good people follow you on social media? Again, uh, codename underscore Fulcrum on TikTok, and then Nick underscore codename underscore Fulcrum on uh, Instagram. Uh, Ven does say, if selling out means being a decent human being, I'll happily wear that title. Same here, bud. Uh, Kier, where can the good people follow you? Yep, TikTok, uh, Instagram. Where is this? Mandalorian. On both of them. Uh, Alanis. Uh, not a Kyber on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, also, you can follow me at Discovering the Galaxy uh, on TikTok. Go follow her, Discovering the Galaxy. She's got a fun little. Uh, she's teaching a Star Wars class. Go support it. Um, we will be involved with it in some capacity. Um. So we're looking forward to uh, helping that initiative and uh, pushing the, the teaching, teaching kids that don't be an asshole. Just don't be an asshole. Uh, Harith, co-host. Basically. First, first day. First day. How'd it go? Oh, well, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how to describe this experience. <laughs> I've had better. <laughs> I've had better. I've had worse. You know, just never had Which is okay. <laughs> it's just the same old, same old. Um, no, it's like, it's like Luke is just being the dad here. I'm like, how was your day school, son? Pretty much. Do you um, want a Pillsbury dough cookie? <laughs> where where can the good people follow you on, on social media besides being on here? Uh, you can find me at Hair Productions on TikTok and on my other podcast, uh, They Fly Now Show, on YouTube every Monday at 5 o'clock Pacific. Uh, we talk about different topics of Star Wars. Again, I think this week we're just going to talk about the aftermath of Celebration and everything that came from that. But, yeah. Now I'm going to throw it to Char with this casual pointing. <laughs> I love this chaos. <laughs> I'm waiting. <laughs> oh, Char, where can the good people uh, follow you? 
Good people, you can find me on TikTok at charcharj, as spelled right here. And you can find me at the Podmonts Podcast every Thursday night to cover our Clone Wars rewatch and every Friday night to cover our Kenobi roundtables. We are in full Kenobi swing. We are going to be talking about the first three episodes. Uh, we have uh, Beth Mara J. Skywalker on. Um, nice. we've, got some, we've got some other really awesome guests that I'm going to hold back in the chamber because I, they're new faces to our show. You'll find um, out in 24 hours. You'll find out <laughs> in 24 follow. hours. Um, but you guys can follow uh, well, me, but us uh, at what? <laughs> Sorry, what? my next course said. All right, well, w- this will be on a light one. There we go. It says as long as we're not finding Char in the kitchen, we're good. All right. The tone shifts in this episode. Jesus. Uh, First um, we're, everybody, we're, uh, we're happy, go. and then we're serious, and then we're back to happy, and then we're laughing. Uh, <laughs> So, and that's what you get. That's what you get with us. That's how Chaos. that's the Pod Ones podcast. Um, you guys can follow us at the Pod Ones podcast on TikTok, uh, the Pod Ones Pod on Instagram, and at Pod Ones podcast on t- on Twitter. Um, we're at ed- ed- Harith is editing, uh, getting close to being finished with the championship match. That should be out here in the next couple of days, if not, um, maybe next week. Um, but, uh, don't forget, like, comment, subscribe. Uh, if you're rewatching this, that would help us immensely. Um, if you're listening to us, audio, give us five stars, do the whole nine yards. Uh, we're, we're kind of lacking on the audio part, but we would absolutely love it if you guys could support us on there. Um, uh, but that's going to be it, uh, for light and life. We're all the Republic. And may the force be with you. Always. See you. Paid actor portrayal. I didn't see it coming. Life can be so unpredictable. After losing my dad, it made me think about my family if something were to happen to me. The mortgage, car payments, and all the other bills. Even things like our annual summer vacation would be out of reach. I had heard about life insurance through Ethos and how easy it was to get coverage. They were right. I knew it was time to stop putting it off and get life insurance right now. I got on my computer and went to ethoslife.com. In just 10 minutes, I was covered, and boom, family protected. Thanks to Ethos, my family won't have to worry about the bills if the unpredictable happens to me. Ethos, fast and easy online term life insurance. Up to $2 million in coverage with no medical exam. Some policies as low as a dollar a day. Answer a few health questions and get your free quote at ethoslife.com slash audio. That's ethoslife.com slash audio. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at usaa.com slash bundle. Restrictions apply.